Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Patty. Hello. <laughs> and today, we're going to share with you what to expect in the last half of 2020. The first half was quite a ride, I'm sure we can all agree. <laughs> so what is in store for the second half? A lot of people have noticed I've been putting out a lot less content especially on YouTube, but also here on the podcast. We were for a while there doing weekly episodes and now it's been, I don't know, a couple, two, three weeks, I would say, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. So people are saying, Vic, bro, I we understand you wanted to pursue your writing, but there's a lot going on right now, man. We'd like to hear your perspective. So that's all this episode is going to be. It's our perspective. It's not the truth. It's just the way we see things going forward and what lies ahead in the new year. So the main core of this podcast was inspired by something that's going to completely contradict the title. The title is, what, what people are watching, like, listening, what, what's gonna happen in 2020? I wanna know what Vic has to say. The, the whole name of the game, my friend, I wrote down at the very top here, this is your shift. So what's gonna happen in the, in the next six months? Well, I think, I think it's safe to say there's going to be a lot of people that continue to descend into chaos of their own making. And there's going to be a lot of upheaval. We got a whole planet now going through the same spiritual awakening that you probably started many years ago. And you know how that can be up and down. It can be very rocky. It can be very purgative. A lot of energies and emotions can be forced to the surface and kind of explode in your face. and be, So you're forced to deal with them. And now we're going to be seeing that on a mass scale. And you can just imagine the, the collective ramifications of such a process playing out on such a, a macrocosmic, huge scale. But now, now what's going to happen for you in the next six months is completely up to you. I think I said, instead of next, I said nest six months. <laughs> did you catch that? I did not catch that. I messed up that. there. I, I said the wrong word. Yeah, so it's completely up to you. So right now, one of the reasons why I've been so quiet personally is because I've been sort of just assessing. It reminds me of that hermit card. The, the hermit card in traditional tarot, it basically, the, the, the advice of the card generally is like just to, to be present, keep a watchful eye, observe, and just sort of wait until you know it's time to act. That's kind of been my mindset. So I've been really patient. I've been really watching, seeing what people do, seeing how things play out. And in doing so, it's really helped me be able to, that sort of patient non-doing has allowed me to really become aware very clearly when there is something to do. It'll be very obvious. And I've actually simplified my approach to life and the awakening tremendously and ironically it's yielding amazing results so so me and patty have been having great things happen to us mm -hmm. in our lives not to say we have not underwent un unusual challenges because we certainly have but we've chosen to see them in a positive way which has allowed us to sort of springboard off of them and sort of capitalize on our biggest problem so what do you have to say about that love about the, the main thing is like it's it's really 
it's in it, the balls in everyone's individual court. And, and there's going to be people who are just f- continue to freak out because they, they're glued to the news every day. There's going to be other people who, who start, new, you know, create these new innovative inventions that maybe help the oceans or whatever. And that'll bring that person an incredible amount of joy and expansiveness and abundance and everything in between. Yeah, I mean, so um, at the beginning of the year this year, um, I was in ceremony and, and it was extremely um, mentally chaotic for me and the medicine ayahuasca was saying like, see how, how controlling you try to be and how, how chaotic your thoughts are. She's like, she made it very apparent. And I was like, well, I don't like this. How do I change this? How do I, how do I change this and, and be different? And she said, well, it's a choice you choose to be controlling or you choose um, to be a certain way. So you can just as easily as you choose to be a certain way, you can easily choose to be a different way that's more preferred. So um, going forward in all the things that are happening with (laughs) the collective, um, it's a choice how you choose to view it. If you, if you're watching the news every day and you're, you're instilled in fear a lot while well, you're choosing to still watch the news and you're choosing still to do the things that are causing fear. And you can just as easily choose to say like, that doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't feel good in my body. And I choose to focus on the positive things. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. It's almost like like for me, one of the there's one element to my mindset that I credit for all the good things of value in my life that I've sort of built over the years. It's to never, ever, 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 three more evers times a hundred play the victim, yeah. even with what's going on in the world, it, even even when when these crazy things are dropped in, into the collective's lap. If I play the victim, then I allow myself to have no control. I have no influence in my life. And I'm like a leaf in the wind, subject to the randomness and the chaos in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I, I even like for what you kind of use, like if there's anything in my life that doesn't really feel har- like harmonized with me, does not feel right, I own that. I know there's an element of choice that I'm choosing Mm -hmm. that I can sort of shift. Mm -hmm. And I found the same thing. And one thing I will add add to um, what I said was, you know, the the medicine made it seem so easy. Like, well, you just choose to be a different way. And there, in a sense, yes, that's that it's simple, but at the same time, it can be challenging if it's a, if it's a behavior or a thing that you've done, that's, um, uh, perpetuated by conditioning and things. So when that comes in, then you can look at it and say, what is this trying to show me? What lesson is this here to teach me? And then you can kind of allow for things to shift in that way as well. So I think it's been a really beautiful opportunity. We, we are literally forced to go into quarantine and forced into go, uh, to be a solo and, and isolate ourselves from, from other human beings. And that's, as challenging as that might be, it's also really beautiful because we have the opportunity to go inward 
and to really get some some deep inner work done if we if we choose yeah and i was going to comment on that too like the way the, the medicine made it seem like oh just simply choose not to do that anymore yeah well i was, I I was going to mention her yeah, cause it, it really isn't that easy. And what mm-hmm. we're saying, we're not saying we do perfectly 100% of the time, and we're not saying it's easy because not only is there a, a quite a momentum of our own individual unconscious patterning and conditioning, but right now there's an incredible momentum of just a planet. There's a there's, a, there's like an undertone of planetary chaos mm-hmm. that there's so many different sources adding fuel to this inferno of nuttiness. Yeah. And it really takes a lot of, for me, it's taken extra spiritual work, more um, more of a commitment to my daily practice, more of a choosing to tune out of, even as an example, when I say tune out, you know what I do? P- people see me on, in, on Instagram. What I literally do is I will delete my app and then I'll re-download it to upload a story real quick and then delete it again because I, I, I need to really separate myself from all that for me. Mm-hmm. to to maintain the peace because it's not easy because i don't yeah. have enough of a willpower to not get sucked into the different rabbit holes that are just so inviting these days yeah i've i um so i just went and i was um i did a a plant dieta and uh, somewhat of isolation um and and during that time i was not able to go on any social media or really even be on my phone and i found that um when I came back and I was finally able to go back and like be on social media again, it was so like jarring. And, and, and I pretty much follow only people that post positive things. I try to try to do that. Um, or people that I know, but even still, um, it still felt just like too much energy. So I bear, I very rarely have been going on and it was like a really beautiful opportunity for me to, to unplug <clears throat> and, and I haven't regained that, that sort of momentum I was in of going on Instagram every day and posting all this stuff and doing all this stuff on Instagram, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, yeah. but for me energetically, it feels like a good thing to just be off of it. Right. And that, that's the main thing. There, there is nothing inherently right or wrong. For some people, they're probably getting so much joy um, uh, um, pump, pumping out their message and, and yeah. knowing they're doing good in the world. Um, so the vibration of that activity for that person, is, it's like in sync. It's like, yeah, this is like what I've been waiting for. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But, but for us, it, it's a little bit different. And it's not right or wrong, but it's just honoring how things affect you energetically. Yeah. And now we're more aware than ever before. It's, um, but, but like you said... There can be such a momentum that unless we take times once in a while, at least to step out of, of just the, the doingness of life, mm-hmm. then we really can't accurately assess how things are affecting us. That's mm-hmm. why what you did is great. In fact, I was talking to you today about booking a float session and doing a flotation therapy mm-hmm. session, which is basically you just lay there in the dark for an hour in a thing of water. And nothing, yeah, with nothing silence. Yeah. Because I can feel myself, the momentum building, you know, contrary to what we're basically saying here yeah you know i have to and, constantly check myself yeah and i feel like because the collective energy is so intense um it is really really important to take a good look at where where you're at energetically 
not even you don't have to look at yourself emotionally but when you when i go on my phone there's an energetic dissonance that happens yeah and i can just feel it and since i got back from my diet it's been even more intense um and i mean there's uh, there's other reasons why that's intense for me but but um it's important to really like pay attention to that and when things cause intensity or dissonance in your energy body then it's it's a good time to step back from that and and um go into nature or do something else that makes you feel really good yeah it reminds me of and i'm not going to say what it was but we were we were recommended to watch a particular video a little while ago, maybe a couple months ago. Remember, we were, we were driving home listening to it. This is something that people were all, this is like everybody's excited about it. And it was like, oh my God. And we were listening because it was, we were driving. We were kind of listening to the video. And the information was very like intriguing and stimulating. And it's like, wow, kind of like mind opening. But after like 15 minutes, both of us sort of looked at each other and agreed like, this does not really resonate. Even if this stuff is true, this the act of us partaking in this particular uh, video right now it's feeling like it's throwing our vibration off and that's when we chose to kind of tune it out mm -hmm. that was like our message from it yeah, but it's just about me, really just seeing how things make you feel and then yeah. acting accordingly and if like for me the biggest like red no i don't want to say red flag but the biggest um uh thing for me, when I'm listening to something that my energy body or my higher self just doesn't like, I will just start zoning out. I won't even realize that I'm doing it, but I'll just start zoning out. And it, it's, um, that's like my cue. Like, this is too much for you right now. And yeah. it's not time to, to listen to that. Yeah. That's my personal cue. So just as a, if you're like, I don't know what that, what that is, what that means. You know, I don't right. know how to, to see that. That's my personal cue. Cause for me, when you start zoning out, that means that I've energetically popped out of my body. And when that happens, that's like a, it's too much. Yeah. Everyone's going to have their own cues, but I, I, I say we've sort of hit this point enough. Are you ready? Want to move on? Are you sure? You Let's, don't think we could. A few more examples then we can move on. <laughs> now I wrote up, I wrote up here or typed here, your higher self can bounce off of anything. What I mean by that, it's it really isn't what happens. What do, what what does the uh, the power? What's the power elite gonna do next? What what are the what's the news saying? What's happening in my own life? It's not what's happening. It's how we choose to frame it. It reminds me of this book I'm reading right now. It's called Personality Isn't Permanent, and one of the big elements is it discussing the different, depending on how you choose to interpret something, will drastically. It's correlated perfectly with how you're affected by it. And I'll give two examples. One of them is this woman named Rosalie that's referenced in the book. Rosalie, at the time of the book, she's a much older woman, probably in her 80s. And her whole life, she wanted to be a, uh, like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a, she wanted to make children's books, both write and also illustrate, like draw the mm -hmm. pictures. So many years ago, decades ago, she took this, she took this like art class and the, they were all given, all the students were given an assignment basically. And then the teacher was going to go around student to student to student sort of critiquing them. And the teacher just so happened to sort of pick on Rosalie. Like she, she sort of like singled out her art piece and kind of went on for days about how uh, all the different things that were wrong and, and you know, more mm -hmm. so than the other kids. So Rosalie was like, oh my goodness, she really, it really like, 
it really affected her. And as that was happening, she started saying to herself, like, I guess I just, she concluded because of her framing that she just doesn't have what it takes to be an artist. Mm. And she stopped that her passion dead in its tracks in that moment and went on for decades, still wishes she could have written a book, still wishes she could have illustrated books, but she never did. And because she let that one little incident basically define her, right? Now, another example is like Aaron Dowdy. We know him, right? He grew up in a crazy sort of childhood with Mm -hmm. a sociopathic, um, narcissistic, pretty much like the epitome of an evil stepmom. (laughs) He was locked outside Mm -hmm. of his house in in the summers of Vegas all summer, you know, malnourished. He was only allowed like one TV dinner a day. So he's underweight. And and that's just an example of some of the crazy things he went through. Um, But he... You would never know that happened to him because he, he sees nothing but blessings inherent in that. It made him stronger. It made him good with people. It made him a good, like, uh, good at working with people. Yeah, a hard worker. A hard worker. made him real smart and calculated where he could read people like a book and really intuitive. And it really, like, it forced him into his, like, ex- state of excellence. And he's, like, he's not damaged by it at all. But that's far more severe than what happened to Rosalie, right? And mm-hmm. Rosalie let it just squash her. So it doesn't matter what's happening in the world, my friends. It matters how you choose to frame it. And one of the things that helps me and Patty um, frame things in a positive way and therefore uh, extract a positive benefit of no matter what's happening is by knowing that we can bounce off of anything. Remember the story we were going to... You tell them about the story about like uh, we ran out of money... Yeah, so, um, well, we were at a point before we moved to San Diego where we were really running out of money and it was becoming apparent that we really needed to take action and do something because otherwise we were just going to completely run out of money and, and have to go bankrupt or like ask family members for money or something, which we just did not want to have to do. And so, um... Before that happened, we had just bought um, a camper and we, we, we were like, well, we have this we could live in. And we kind of took that and we sold our house. We sold everything inside of it except our like most prized possessions, which were really just pictures and things like that. Yeah. Things that had meaning. And, um, and we lived in our camper and instead of looking at it like, oh, now we're stuck in this teeny little camper with, you know, our savings dwindling down, (laughs) we said, what an exciting adventure that this is. We didn't know what the future had in store for us. We had no idea what to expect. We just knew that it could be really, really amazing. And yeah. we were like, we can travel. We, we're not stuck anywhere. We can do all the things, you know, that we maybe wanted to do as long as it doesn't cost too much money. It doesn't money. cost me money, yeah. <laughs> as long as it's free. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, we chose to look at it like exciting, an exciting new adventure instead of like, a, oh shit, what do we get ourselves into? Yeah, we're in our mid 30s we're like our early 30s. We, we're still trying to figure out what we want to do when we grow up. Yeah. We have no money three coming kids, in. We have three kids. A dog, we're failures. A we're scummy parents. We're going to damage our kids. We're living out of a camper. Which, yeah. And I mean, my mom had a whole lot of um, judgment 
things, you know. You can't even blame them. Just to, to I'd be say ticked off that, but if, if Maya gets married and 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 when they're like in their thirties, her her husband's like, "Yup, the best we can do is this twenty-one foot camper." <laughs> what are your What's your plans? We don't have any plans. We're going on faith. I'd be I'd be livid too. So you can't blame other people. But yeah. the point is, we chose to see that as exciting and, as, to and, not and as an adventure to what other people were saying that were negative. No, and therefore the same circumstance that would have made many miserable, though challenging at times, and we learned from those challenges, we saw it as really cool and exciting. We really we embraced the whole minimalist sort of thing for a yeah. while. We were like, "Man, this feels so cool to not have really any possessions and just to be free yeah. as a bird." Um, it's like we're a clean slate. So there is a, a great deal of excitement and joy and expansiveness and enthusiasm and just positive vibes from a circumstance that many would have seen as just the worst possible case scenario. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. And that also taught us like it doesn't matter where we are in our life. We can make it badass. We can make it awesome. We can rock and roll with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, and it also teach, it taught us a lot about like – because my grandma, she was someone who had a lot of things. She always had things and she had a lot of, I mean, she grew up in the depression. So her, her material items were very important to her. And um, it made us realize that those are not the things that are important, you know. And um, that when we were doing like the whole like minimalist, it was like, yeah, well, what do we need? What, yeah. do, we do, what do we need in order to be happy. And it, it was a really um, beautiful opportunity to look at life from a completely different perspective. Yeah. It really allowed us to experience the fact that it really is relative. Like we had a lot of things yeah. prior to moving. We had a really nice, like sort of updated house, nice we leased like new cars all the time mm-hmm. and all these cool things that people work work themselves towards. And we were far happier Without any of that. Yeah. In a little crummy camper. I, I, wear, I wear like the same, I had like five black t-shirts for <laughs> eight bucks or five bucks from H&M I'd yeah. wear every day. Yeah. And we had like nothing. But, the, our, but our level of contentment, peace, joy, happiness, um, it was higher. Yeah. <laughs> and that, so that's, really, that's really helped us even now. Yeah. Now that things have changed financially and we can do more things. We're really, we're much more, I'm kind of frugal. I'm more like, well, do, we, do we really need that? Because we yeah. don't really need, you know. So anyway, there was there we could go on for days at how awesome that crappy experience was for us and how much yeah. we learned. Yeah. So that's just an example of, of how you can choose to bounce off of and capitalize and even have fun with almost anything yeah. happening in your life. If it's you choose it's all about your perspective. It's all about your perspective. Mm-hmm. So another theme I want to discuss, love, is that it's a phenomenal opportunity no matter what happens to look honestly at yourself. Yep. There's such a potential for spiritual growth right now um, and just emotional evolution. Yeah, and I briefly like touched on that. You know, we're literally forced to go to go into quarantine and be isolated from human beings and you know, what a bet- what um, what better time to go inward than right now? Yeah, and you know, some people, like, we're not even really in quarantine anymore. Yeah, we're anymore. not in quarantine anymore, but some people still kind of are. But just are the, the, the astrology and the energy is extremely intense and provocative. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, they're, they're getting triggered with their own stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they're getting, like, distracted by the craziness in the world. Mm-hmm. And the combination, people are creating, like, a nightmarish reality for themselves 
unnecessarily when you could you can again you can sort of roll with this in a positive way and say wow all this upheaval great let's let it go let's explore it let's dive yeah. in to the darkness now surfacing yeah and it's not easy and it's not fun but you can get a lot of work done in a short amount of time spiritually speaking right now yeah if you if you take advantage, this opportunity is not going to last forever. Things will settle down at some point. Yeah. And then some of us will have taken massive growth spurts in our evolution and then therefore get to live the rest of our life capitalizing on those choices. And some will just say, wow, that thank God that's over. Things are back to normal. Yeah. I like to look at this as like an energetic, like a collective purge. This is, yeah, you know, and an individual purging. purge. Yeah, but it's it's a purging of things that are no longer serving the, the collective as well as the individual, but obviously, you know, this is a collective. This is global. This this is this um, this feeling of intensity is global, and you know, it's just like an ayahuasca ceremony. You can't be. You, you, chances are, you're not going to be purging the whole night, you know. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing. This is this too shall pass. Yeah. And when it does, then it's like, you know, a good. A, a really beautiful um, energetic like lightness will happen. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm ex- I'm excited. I love the purge during ceremony. So this for me is really exciting. All this intensity, I like it. <laughs> yeah, you know, we've learned to bounce off. We've learned to, we've learned to benefit from it really mm-hmm. and, and appreciate it for what it is. And that, again, it's not saying we, we smile when we're triggered and we have we 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 feel what you all are feeling we we are going through our own ups and downs our own processes big time yeah and it doesn't mean that um like i'm excited about when i'm having a process because i'm just feeling the intense collective fear or what anger or whatever might be coming in you know that's a it's still a process for me but i know when i'm in it what it is we know the value of a good old-fashioned winter. Yeah. Like uh, I always say it, but Tony Robbins talks about businesses being in different seasons. You know, springs when you got some new stuff going, rolling out, and it, it's doing well. Summers, like when you're celebrating, falls the harvest. Winter is the the hard times. Right mm-hmm. now, spiritually speaking, a lot of people are finding themselves in the winter. Mm-hmm. But some people in the winter they chill out and they watch Netflix and they kill the time. Other people they they do a lot of work. They get a lot of house cleaning done. They do a lot of inner work and, and they really master themselves and and, and read and study and, and become like a badass of their own, <laughs> a better version of themselves. So when spring, as it always does, inevitably hits, you're flying out of the freaking gates like a madman is ready to take the world by storm. So that's the way I look at like right now. 2020, it's a freaking crazy ass year. Yeah. But you know what? I'm actually having a good 2020, but 2021's <laughs> going to be even better because I'm I'm making the most of this winter. So that's sort of our mindset. That's sort of our perspective. That's not the right perspective. So there's a lot of people thinking, "Man, you're burying your head in the sand. You don't know the 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 the, the degree of the 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 things going on. You must not care." Everyone everyone's got their opinion. Everyone's got their own. This is this is just how we feel. This is just what works for us. And uh, we're putting it out there because, frankly, I don't see a lot of people saying this. <laughs> I see a lot of people um, sort of hopping on the train of, oh, crap, look out there, it's bad sort of mentality. Yeah. So anyway, as I, dig- I digress, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I think there, there needs to Every be... Every aspect everything serves is, its purpose. It does. It does. And, and 
um, it's important to honor all the different perspectives, Yes, you know, of what's collectively happening because they're all relevant and they're all true. Yeah, they really you know, are. We're ours is our truth and what other people speak is their truth. And I think it's really beautiful to be able to bring that in and, and, and look at it and, and hear it and, and say, that is really beautiful, whether or not you agree. Yeah. I like I like the uh, the elephant analogy. Have you heard that about truth? No. So imagine there's a massive elephant in the room, right? And there's three people, and you're one of them, and you all blindfolds on, and you're at di- you're positioned differently near the elephant. So one of you is like in the back, and you're like running your your fingers and hands along that little tail, and there's a little poofy thing at the end, and you're like, oh, <laughs> elephants. The truth about elephants is they're very skinny and long with a puffy little thing at the end. And then there's somebody in the middle with their hands like going over like the abdomen. They're like, no, 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 that's bullshit. No, the truth is elephants are massive and they have this huge, this huge surface area. I can't even figure out where this thing begins and ends. All I feel is this big side of something. Uh-huh. And someone else is like, and they're playing with the ears. So they have their own perspective, their own truth. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what we're, that's the opportunity we have now is to figure out what is true for you. Yeah. Maybe none of the stuff we said is true for you. Good. I'm glad you're able to find that within yourself and own it. I don't want you just to be on the Victor train. I want you to get on your own train. Because <laughs> right now the trains are leaving the station, vibrationally <laughs> speaking. They really are. Now's the time where the choices we make, the way we choose to roll with this, is going to have a big lingering impact on our lives going forward. That much I can say about 2020. It's like the trains are leaving the station. Which train do you want to be on? Dun, dun, dun. We should just end it right after that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Thought about it. Maybe we will. Nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. But anyway, my friends, listen, I was going to like apologize about not being here more regularly, but I just want, hopefully you can understand. We're, I think the reason people have come to like our content is because it's, it's honest and it's authentic and it's inspired. And I, I, there's just, for whatever reason, for me, it's a time to just not do so much. I put so much out there for so many years and I feel like taking this time to collect myself will make everything I do going forward even better. So for the podcast, we're going to do them when we feel guided. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully we can get sometime soon back on somewhat of a schedule. But for now, it just really feels... Um, it feels inauthentic it, to pump out an episode because that's on our at. schedule. Yeah, I feel like it's it's important to honor the fact that um, it, it's just not time to be doing yeah. podcasts. We're going every through week. a lot of big shifts in our life, big mm-hmm. time. But with that said, we're going to be in Sedona all month of Ju- the whole month of July and some yes. of August. So gonna, we may we may feel super inspired. Well, we're going to be around some cool that. people. Yeah. I want to get I want to get Bridget on yeah, the yeah. on the our friend Bridget Nielsen. And some other people that live, we have a lot of friends in Sedona that I know you'll you probably know and recognize and like. Yeah. And I want to try to get get them on here. Get them, get them on here. So it's it's fun for us to have the guests as well. So yeah. we'll be back sooner than later, my friends. Um, keep a lookout if you follow me on like if you get my emails, you'll know we're doing a big uh, ayahuasca event in Costa Rica. In fact, we're taking calls for that very soon. Um, we already have he a lot of applications. He says we, but it's me. It's Patty. You'll be talking to Patty, most <laughs> You'll be <likely>. talking to me. <laughs> and if you want to know about that, it's awakeninghelp.com slash Aya. There's a bit of information there in an application if you want to go. Um, and then my friend Aaron Dowdy and I and Patty and our whole crew are doing a kind of a bigger Sedona retreat 
in, uh, in Sedona, obviously, <laughs> yeah. in October, in early October. We'll be letting you know very soon about that. Um, and then other than that, that's that's about it, I'd say. I'm working on a brand new course. I don't have a name for it, though. So I'll let you know when that comes out. But yeah. it's, it's coming. It's very channeling through very nicely right now. Cool. Um, anyways, my friends, we're going to bounce. We'll be in touch soon, sooner than later. Much love. Have an amazing day. Namaste. Namaste.